0: Hey guys, and welcome to episode number 35 of Give It The Beans. Now, as we've been doing the previous few weeks, um, not really been able to get many guests on, uh, simply because uh, anyone I wanna get on is busy. You know, any cu- current coaches that I wanna get on and speak about things, are busy seeing to their own clientele, and um, they're busy making sure that, you know, they've got maybe some seminars coming up, or um, it's called Co-Fit. Couple of guys that want to come on. um, Too busy preparing for that. So as for today, you'll just have to deal with my dulcet tones, um, and I hope that's okay. With putting these on YouTube, I can slowly see my hair is starting to deteriorate with all the barbers being closed. So if you're watching this on YouTube, um, I can only apologize, but you will maybe see more waves, uh, potentially some curls. Yes, I had a little bit of an afro when I was younger um, If you haven't followed me on Instagram Every time I'm at my mum's Which will be for a couple of months now um, I always post a picture of me with a wee afro So you might see that come back um, You might see me shave my head But I think that for the sake of my marriage To be um, I'm not going to do that Because uh, I'm sure, she'll uh, want a divorce Before you even got married But um, yeah, I just want to come on today To speak about a few issues That had kind of cropped up Throughout check-ins this past week, and um, just to discuss how to get around them. So, I think number one, what's been pretty awesome um, for myself and for the two coaches, Clara and Ali, underneath the brand, um, is just to have so to see so many clients stand by them. In this time period, is it's just so heartwarming, and um, if I'm honest, like it was today, which is this is Thursday, um, I put a I put a message in the group. Chat. Um, I could see my finger. If you're wondering what happened, uh, just watch my prep vlog series. Um, this this on uh, off season vlog series. Um, so Thursday today, I put a message in the group group chat um, and said that for everyone who is part of the group at the current moment, um, their price for online coaching will be held and we'll be honoured for the next twelve months um, because after this lockdown. A period there'll be a price increase, um, but they will all stay on the same rate. Whereas new clientele or returning clients will pay substantially more, um, just to make up for obviously loss of earnings, um, but also just because of how much value and content we've delivered over the course of the lockdown, and um, they all sort of message like, and, and as I'm typing this, like I'm quite an emotional person. Like if you know me, I wear my heart on my sleeve, and I'll have a cry at anything but as I was typing this I just started welling up and getting a lump in my throat specifically because I was just so grateful for all you know the clients that have stood by me and to see that you know the direct debits for the start of the month were going in and the bank balance was was okay and the bills that were coming out were fine and um, it just hits me right in the feels man and I can't help but get a little bit emotional and I think that the community that that we've got is, is been so strong at helping each other through this uncertain period and I guess just understanding that we all have some similar issues and those issues is what I want to talk about today because um, I've had the same, same chat with a lot of clients uh, on the phone and I think number one is this sense of feeling alone that a lot of people will be either living with a flatmate that they maybe perhaps don't know that well or will be okay living with a partner but a lot of people are are living on their own and as we've said before the gym was a sense of not only physical exercise and mental well-being but a a social interaction where they catch up with friends that had similar interests like-minded individuals whose values were perhaps the same as theirs to then go to having that knocked out the park um, and they only can maybe perhaps train at home. It it can one can easily feel a sense of loss and uncertainty with it all. And how do we deal with that as humans, or how have we dealt to deal with that as as humans over the course of the sort of the weeks, the the months, the years it's through food and alcohol, isn't it? Right. So you kind of think that you get this sense or you have this massive sense of loss and if you haven't got some systems in place or you're not a logical person, it's so easy to overeat and it's happened to a few clients and when I get them on the phone, you know, they always think they're in trouble and they're always worried, you know, don't to tell a big, bad, Vaughn will happen but they do and when I come on the phone they realise I'm just a normal human being and I'm, I'm not scary and I'm just willing to just chat stuff through. Um, so we come on the phone, and within 10, 15 minutes, they come on the phone going from feeling a bit lost to, to feeling certain about where we're going. And here's how I described it, is that when you're on your own, and you have the sense of loss, um, you naturally wanna feel better, and perhaps through poor behaviors over the years, you've learned to just go for food. And you see that snack drawer, that snack cupboard, and all of a sudden, like your subconscious mind it starts pushing you towards it, right? But then you've got this logical hat on because for some of them, they're dieting. They've got a photo shoot, you know, photo shoot soon, two, three weeks' time. Or they're they're, they're doing a recomp, a dieting phase because their body fat levels are too high. So the logical, logical hat, hat doesn't want to do it, right? But the subconscious mind does. Now, they may be, here's the two scenarios. You're on your own. So if you're on your own, you are in the sense of, right, your subconscious mind goes, right, nobody is going to watch me do this. I can get away with this. I can, I'm good here. And you kind of switch all consciousness off and you just smash the whole bag of crisps or chocolates or cookies or whatever it is. And then it's only once you've finished and you kind of come back into reality do you go, shit, what did I just do? And then there's a sense of guilt. And then there's the hours, oh my God, pulling the hair out. Am going to tell Vaughn? How am I going to tell Vaughn? Oh my God, I fucked the diet up. Oh my God, I've ruined it. Oh my God, I'm fat. Right? That's scenario one. Scenario two is your partner's having something. Right? Your partner's went to the snap drawer. Your partner's maybe not into bodybuilding. They're maybe not into um, you know, physique development. And they just eat how they want. you kind of go, well, fuck that. I'm having some. I'm having some as well. And... Before you know it, you guys have finished the share bag of Doritos. You finish the cookies. You finish the ice cream, and you kind of go, "Shit!" But at the time, it was okay because you're doing it together, right? It's why it's the same behavior that people will like, you know, loot because they're doing it together. This this fear of not getting caught, and um, you could relate that very similar to this fear of all oh, we're kind of do- doing bad stuff, like quote unquote overeating bad, by but we're doing it together, so it's all right. Now, both those scenarios ain't good if you're dieting, but here's how we get around them. Scenario number one, you have the sense of loss, you have the sense of feeling alone. Well, at that point, I asked every single one of the clients, I went, at that point, did you, anything go through your mind about reaching out to someone? How many of them do you think said yeah? Zero, absolute zero, right? They all at that point, they didn't want to speak to anyone. Right. So what I said was, well, in those moments you kind of need to. So today, when they're away from that scenario, I said you've got to reach out to people in the you know VW physique community that have been through it that can help you logically with their systems that they put in place of how they get with that headspace in that environment. Um, and give Clara a due. She's amazing at it, and you know we did a podcast on it. Please go listen to that. Um, and then, you know, she's great, any of the girls in the group, um, she's, had open, she's had problems with it before, and she openly admits it, but you know what, she's so supportive to anyone that messes her, whether they're clients or not, but of course she goes above and beyond. Um, she goes above and beyond for my clients, not even hers, so I'll send them to her, and she, you know, she's brilliant at it, so please go listen uh, to that podcast and follow Clara, and um, drop her a follow, um, message her, tell her you like the podcast, that'd be fantastic. And... Um, so in that scenario, as I was saying, reaching out to someone saying, hey, I'm having these cravings, and then having them, boom, right there, that support. Like, we've got that group chat with 40 girls in it. Um, and I say it, I understand at times that you might not want a guy's opinion. You might want a girl's opinion, and that's that's absolutely fine. And I say, so, I'm here, because I'm experienced, I've worked with a lot of people, I've noticed trends and behaviors, and I've found systems and ways that we could deal with it, but sometimes, I'm sure you just, girls, you just need a, another girl's opinion. So in that moment, I say reach out, get support, because in that moment, you just need someone to hold your hand and get you through there and talk you through it logically. And and for us, there's always someone there, right? There's always someone there to chat and respond before we can maybe perhaps get to the phone, but I say before we, I say it's me, Ali, or Clara. Um, and of course, if there's any, like, you know, any way we could help, we will ideally you want the diet coach helping but we all come together and lend a hand because we're all in it together especially in this uncertain period Um, scenario number two uh, you've got to have a word with your partner right and you've got to ask them say, right listen um, I I would love for us not to have this food in the house or because I can't control myself um, or I would love for you to have it but hide it and don't tell me what it is, that sounds really extreme and really bad but I think that I, I said those two scenarios today, and I, I didn't like them, so I thought I thought a little bit more, and I thought what what we kind of need to do in this moment is we've got to set mini goals, right? If we set mini goals, it makes it more logical for us in our brain to not overeat, so we see our partner over you know going for the the, the snacks drawer or whatever, and we want to help. Sorry, you want to go for it as well, but if we have this goal that's two, three, four weeks away, and perhaps it's a body compositional goal, along with that, we perhaps we're trying to pull off some body weight, so we've got like a, a target of how many pounds we want to pull off. That should be enough to stop you, whereas right now, you know, a lot of clients were dieting for a holiday that was 12, 16 weeks away and we're counting down 10, 9, 8 weeks and all of a sudden now the holiday's cancelled and I'm like, well you still got to recomp because your body fat levels are still too high but then in their eyes they're kind of going, oh well, there's not really any need for me to do this and I go, well there is because if you want to continue to improve your physique we need to pull body fat levels down be more insulin sensitive, have a much better set point and then push back up so, but in their eyes the holiday was the main motivation so I'm going, right we need a different goal here. We need to kind of strip it from this sort of 12, 16 week goal to let's work in three or four week blocks. Right? So that's what I said. I said, right, to one client, I said, right, let's get down from 58 to 56 kilos this month. The month of April is the second. Can we do that? Fuck yeah, I'm, I'm up for that. Let's go for it. And of course, I give them a little pep talk as I do in the voice notes and whatnot um, about training and how we have this opportunity to take one step ahead and you know, be assertive at the the front of the, the front of the pack, shall we say, um, is what I put it to, to to a lot of people. But I think that having that mini goal can really, really help. Not everyone is a robot. Not everybody loves bodybuilding like I do. Not everybody loves training like I do, right? And and not everyone's got the same monotonous relationship with food I do, and I get that. But when it comes to avoiding overeating. I think the 10 to 12 days post-show for me, I'm kind of what you would call quote-unquote normal. And what I mean by that, well, my cravings will go through the roof. And it's not necessarily cravings, it's just hunger. So, post-show, you know, sorry, before the diet finished, I was sitting on about 3,000 calories, right? Still a decent amount of food, and our non-trained day it, it was five, But post, you know, after that weekend, post-diet, straight on straight on a, a sort of set, uh, you could call it macros, um, with Cal. And he, he kind of told me to do my own thing, tell him what I was on, what had roughly been, and then we adapt. Um, but what I was finding was, I will not overeat the foods that I usually eat. My Oats and whey, my eggs and toast, uh, my cereals, my Pop-Tarts and whatnot. I will not overeat those. But if there's anything... In that 10 to 12 days post diet, in the house, like chocolate, it is fucking gone. It is gone. And it's the only time I will smash a whole bar of chocolate, like, without thought. And I guess you could say that's what makes me human, right? So, what do you think I didn't have in the house in that 10, 12 day period? Because this is now, now 13 days post diet. And I feel good, I feel normal, my cravings are settled down, my hunger settled down, seems leptin, seem, leptin like, balance seems to be restored. And by that I mean leptin is just this tightest signaling hormone that tells you, well, listen, we're actually full um, and you don't need to eat more. And that's why people will tend to binge eat because they're leptin resistant post-diet. Right, so you're absolutely right. I didn't have any chocolate in the house because I'd just smash it. What did I have lots of though? Oats and whey, eggs, pop tarts, cereals, breads protein powders, because if I was going to choose to eat more because I was hungry, I was going to eat more of the same stuff because, you know, you have 120 grams of oats and whey and some frozen fruit, the last thing you want to do is go smash that again, whereas you could smash that and there's a galaxy, you know, share bar, you're going to fucking smash that as well. So you could see that the lesser of two evils just making sure that although my food was going up, or I was perhaps kind of having a bit more than what we had said. Well, it was up to me, really. I was having a bit more than what I thought I needed to be at. It was all through sort of wholesome, healthy, nutritious foods, or foods that I usually eat. So it's why body composition stayed in such a decent place. And about one week on from the diet phase, we were 8 kilos up, um, 15 pounds up, you could say. And then that held, and it held till, this is Thursday, it held till about... Yesterday, where I checked in and calories at right, food's got to go up, um, because ideally, you know, we do want a little bit more weight going on in this period. It's got to the point where now, you know, carbs are up at seven two five, proteins up at three hundred, fats are hundred, so you know you're looking at over five thousand calories on that day, and then with non-training days being six hundred gram of carb, the only difference. So it just goes to show you that if you don't eat like a total fanny post, you know, post show or post diet, if it's been extreme then you can get your food can get up to a very reasonable place and right now i'm like i'm on a lot of food and i feel good i I'm, I'm, i don't feel like body compositions went southward at all and of course i've added a little bit of body fat but i've added a little bit of tissue as well i've got a lot fuller lower back pumps are crazy but to know more make sure you watch my prep vlog series but the whole the, the main point of that was or, or that wee story was to tell you that if you cannot control yourself around a certain food, if there's a trigger food that you just think, nah, th- if that's there, I'm eating that one, and I'm eating the whole bag, or I'm eating the whole tub of ice cream, you have to stop buying it. Get it out of the house. Why are you buying it in the first place, right? Okay, I understand that your partner might still eat that. Well, rather than buy you know Ben and Jerry's, can you buy Halo Top? Right? Rather than buy the sheer bar of Galaxy Caramel, can you get them to buy little bars or buy singular bars and have them in their own little stash somewhere or switch to 90% dark chocolate? Meet in the middle somewhere, right? Because if you're in a couple, if you're in a marriage or whatnot, it's all about compromise, right? It's not about just you do this, you do that. I've got a gammy finger that I need to keep straight because I've bloody caught, caught a barbell underneath my knuckle, about took the whole knuckle off, took the skin off anyway. Um, so I can't do the dishes so what does Rona do? she's been doing the dishes all week you know, hats off to her, class so appreciative so I was make sure that I make her tea the other day, you know I was a bit of Casanova I bought an easter egg pretty proud of myself because that was chocolate and I thought, right I will buy that I won't give her it and I'm not going to eat any not that I could anyway because she smashed it within five minutes and we handed it to her you know, hats off to her but, um, that for me was like a signifying moment. Like my cravings are good, my relationship with food is good, and and it, it's, it's really weird for me because those of you that know me that follow the podcast that follow me on Instagram, you'll know that when it comes to dieting, I'm so robotic and I disconnect my relationship with food so much. I don't enjoy it. It is, has its purpose. It's a it's a nuisance to eat. It's time consuming. It gets in the way. It's just thoughtless. I don't crave I don't get hungry I didn't get hungry once on prep in fact that's a lie I did and the only time I got hungry was after the first show after we had carved up and then when we started to pull back down and get flat again but I think the problem with that was it coincided with being the most stressful week of my life ever with Rona being away with this whole lockdown happening with the uncertainty the show's not being cancelled and whatnot. is I think why I was kind of just stressed I wasn't really hungry as such um Moving on to talk about again issues that are current. Um, gym equipment. Now one one thing that's been really, really sad to see is how much just like some companies are absolutely just trying to rip people off and they try to skin people of their money because again, it's supply and demand, I get it, it's business. They're probably thinking, well after this, there's gonna be a massive crash and you know no one's gonna to want to buy gym equipment. And those that do We'll get it cheap from someone that just wants to get rid of it because they bought it all on a limb with me, right? Bought seven hundred pounds worth of equipment. It's in the shed right now uh, as a backup in case. Uh, this, you know restrictions get tighter and I'm not able to train where I'm training right now. Um, but hey, at least I've got it. and I've, It's actually stirred a of thought for me to, although I was going to get a lock-up in about five years' time, um, you're probably looking at me getting a lock-up within the next year, a place where I can just train. I have the key. Um, I pay rent to it myself. Um, potentially hopefully with Ali as well if he doesn't fuck off to Glasgow soon um, but that's what I'm thinking but I think when it comes to gym equipment itself like I, it's funny how much I have a lot of clients say I can't get anything I don't, I don't have enough money I can't afford that to then another week passes and honestly everyone that said that messaged me hey Vaughn, I've ordered this 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 can you send me a programme and it was just funny because the week before, they'd, it was, no, I can't afford that. Whereas now I think they saw the value. It, it, they had to have a time period where their workout, quote unquote, in their eyes, was, was shitting up to par to then see value in buying it. Because when the whole uncertainty was going on about, oh, we're going to get locked down, we're going to not get locked down. And I ordered, it, it was no hesitation in my mind to order that much kit. I didn't look at the, the, the price. I was just, I was tallying up what I thought I needed. I thought, right, I'm going to need a set of 50s for shoulder pressing, for chest pressing. Right, I'm going to need some 36s, maybe for doing some sort of unilateral leg work. I've got the 50s there as well. Um, and I can make 70s with the 50s putting bands and 10s around them. And then so I get paid at 18s, you know, for arm work and for lateral raises. I went, cool, that's perfect. I went, right, I've got bands, but, you know, I'm going, to need, I'm going to need like a bench. I'm going to need something to, to press from. I'm going to need something to to squat with as well. Because if I can't get to a gym, I can't use a Smith machine, I'm going to have to barbell squat. But then again, I'm going to need to RDL, and I want to be able to hip thrust. So I went, right, I can hip thrust off the bench. I can RDL using the squat stands that I'll buy. So I, I put this all in, and it was only after I put it all in, I looked at the price and just went, okay. And it was... It was It wasn't even a thought in my mind because, again, stuff in this world is only expensive if you see no value in it. And I've said to every client, you need to be willing to drop like 250 to 500 pounds to get some decent enough equipment. Well, then that could be bands, barbells, maybe a weight, some weight plates, some dumbbells. And if you have a combination of them or kettlebells, you have a combination of them, it is so easy to come up with a program that can absolutely fuck you up, and if you're unsure of how to program around this time period, go listen to episode thirty-four. I speak about it in there quite a lot of how you can manipulate, you know, exercises with tempo, with isometric contractions, uh, combining them together. You know, a lot of my clients we don't do supersets or tri-, tri-, tri sets or giant sets. We're doing them now, and we're doing a, like our main focus is doing a lot slower tempos are asymmetric holds and they're all dying. One they into doing the home programming and they're all like, oh my God, I'm so much sorer than I was doing gym workouts. And that's because it's a novel stimuli. It's something that the body's never done before. So that the body's only way it deems fit to adapt to that stimulus is to grow. It's as simple as that, right? Now this could go on for eight to 10 weeks and they continue to apply themselves in the manner in which you do in the gym, by that we mean give it the fucking beans, then of course they're going to continue to adapt and grow. And and as the weeks go on, you'll find that they will pick up more equipment. They will get heavier dumbbells. They will get heavier plates, right? We will have access to more stuff. Like with a lot of clients that don't have squat stands, I'm like, have you got council bins? They're like, yeah. I'm like, that's our squat stands now. Or whatever it is to try and get the bar on their back, some clients, they have backpacks. I'm like, can you put your dumbbells or your weight plates in a strong, solid backpack and hold dumbbells? Then we have some load. And I know that sounds silly, but we work with what we've got. I've got some clients that are self-isolating, some clients that cannot leave the house because they have symptoms. To get their step stepkin, what are they doing? Marching on the spot. But the thing is, so many people are feeling sorry for themselves because, oh, I don't have a hack squat, I don't have a Smith machine, blah, blah, blah. Whereas what I say is you have a window of opportunity now, especially if you're a competitor, you have a, such a huge window of opportunity here, that there will be so many out there that are backing off the gas, that are not training, that are not training as frequently, that are taking time away from training, that are binge eating, that are not training that hard. In doing so, their physique is going to look. It's going to respond in that manner, they're not going to change. However, what if in this s- small time period that you have, and I'm, by that I mean in like, large scale time periods so in, in, within a two year window this is very small isn't it that what if you had the opportunity to not only catch up on competitors or athletes that have a bit more muscle mass than you but to take a step ahead of them and to be ahead a of the pack out of this lockdown and when it comes to going back to the gym you're one step ahead you go back to your heavy mechanical loading. and you're still giving it the beans you still continue to grow they only just start to grow again so you can see how you're ahead and you stay ahead. So when the time comes to shine, the hard work that you do now will ultimately prevail and it will show on stage 100% without a shadow of a doubt. Now you don't necessarily need to, I wasn't meaning that necessarily to solely only competitors, because there'll I mean, be a lot of people listening that say, Vaughn, I've got no aspirations to compete. Shut the fuck up. Well, what about if you just saw this as a window of opportunity to improve your own physique and to kind of show your own self that you do like training or love training, that it's not just about Instagram and likes for you, that it's about like, it's it's about how much you enjoy it in here and what it does for your mind. See it as a challenge, don't see it as a setback. In the midst of adversity, champions will always find a way. My father brought me up on one saying... One thing alone, I shared it to my Instagram today, and he says, "There's always a way, son. You just have to find it." And that's something he said to me from a little boy, and I guess I never really understood it until now, or I I understood it, but I never gave it much context and much thought. The only time I do tend to give it much context and what what much thought is when I really need it, and it's it's came to me over the years a few times. I'm when I've, you know, not been in trouble, but when I've been in times of uncertainty. Times where I've not really known what's happening. And it's always given me a sense of calm. Because I see it, and the next thing you know, I take the action that's needed to find a way around the problem. Because I don't see this lockdown as a problem. I see it as a challenge, a roadblock. Now, when there's a roadblock, what happens? We get diverted away from the path, but it always leads straight back to the path. And that's all we've done. right? We're just taking a... Like, this is the road. We've just veered off. We're taking a little bit of a longer route, and we're coming right back on the road. That's how I'm looking at it and approaching it. Um, Especially with the clients that have stuck by me, that are still on plan, that are still smashing their workouts. But what we thought we'd do as a team is we thought we would give give back to the people right now who they wanna invest in coaching, but financially, they maybe lost their job. They may be struggling, they may be not sure about what's happening with a the company. They're self-employed like us. So what we've done is we've created an entirely home-based workout program called Six Week Lockdown Physique. And for anyone watching on the YouTube channel, I'll post the link to that in the, the bottom. And what we've done is given you a very financially feasible program that you can ensure that you, your physique progresses forward in the manner in which you want it to. We've came up with systems, programs that you will get leaner, mobilize body fat, add tissue, or if your goal is to maintain, you will certainly be able to do that with our accountability It's a program in which you will work directly with a coach. You will check in once a week. So it's very much similar to full online coaching, but with a little bit of a difference. You will be in a community where you can communicate with other members of six week lockdown physique, but also you will have your own coach for that six week period. Now, why are we only doing it for six weeks? We don't know how long this is gonna go on for, right? could be six weeks before they say, right, cool, gyms are back open. So you could start immediately. There's no start and end date. It is simply come on board. We can get you set up within a three-day period after which you'll have your program, your meal plan, check-in sheet, starter pack, access to the community, and everything, all the tools that you need in your toolbox to develop your physique in the way that you want. All we ask is that you have some equipment available to you, that you have some dumbbells, kettlebells, or some bands, combination then would be great or you have a barbell small bar and some weight plates if you have all that you have some of that we want to hear from you we want to work with you and we want to help you get through this time period with the community that we've built you will never ever feel alone and you will always have someone there to support your goals and support your needs that's it for me today guys whatever you are whatever you're doing make sure give it the beans